In today's episode, we'll be discussing The Protégé, directed by Martin Campbell, starring Michael Keaton as Rembrandt, Maggie Q as Ann Dutton, Samuel L. Jackson as Moody Dutton, Robert Patrick as Billy Boy, Patrick Malahide as Vol, David Rintel as Edward Hayes, Ori Pfeffer as Athens, Ray Fearon as Ducat, Karen Long as Claudia. The movie was released on August 20th, 2021, on a budget of unknown. Music was by Rupert Parks. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Alright, Kendrick, we are doing The Protégé today, um, a movie that I think we may be the only two people who saw. Us and two, one and a half yeah. other, and the only reason I say a half is because <laughs> the dude bailed halfway through the movie. Yeah. I was surprised oh there was anybody gosh. else in the theater besides us. Yeah, I was too. It was uh, not very well publicized, not, you know, it's kind of one of those movies like we talked about, sneaks up on you and goes, oh, that's coming out, huh? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, well... In this movie, Maggie Q uh, stars as Anna, and she is a protege of Samuel L. Jackson. Well, Samuel L. Jackson was a hit is a hitman, and he was a hitman in Vietnam. He I was guess doing a job. Term assassin would probably be more assassin applicable than hitman. Assassin would probably be, yeah, because you know it crosses his other boundary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other movie, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was an assassin, and uh, he got hired to do a job. Well, Maggie Q. Uh, her family gets killed. I mean, slaughtered uh, in in Vietnam, uh, in Da Nang, mm-hmm. and she's the lone survivor. Well, these guys that killed her family take her basically as a hostage, and this one idiot's going to, you know, she's a little girl, and he's getting ready to have his way with her. Well, he makes the mistake of putting this gun together in front of her, and takes the gun out, leaves another disassembled gun on the table. She puts the gun together. While he's grabbing a while, blanket. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was fast as shit, too. Yeah, exactly. While he's grab, grabbing a blanket, and she pumps in full. <laughs> he's, oh, he, he's, she pumps yeah. all of them. All There's of like four them. of yeah. them. She blows them all away with that Beretta. Yeah. Just pop, exactly. Pop. A fully automatic Beretta. And not awesome. even flinching the whole time. No, just not even. Raw, was, just pure monster at that point. And... For better or for worse, I think it's for worse, that carries with her through the whole movie. As far as her stone-cold, no emotion, uh, unemotional, you know, portrayal. Well, real quick, I'm going to interject. That right there, that mm-hmm. was not the beginning of the movie. That We no. didn't find that until the telling. So, the movie opened with Moody, which is Sam Jackson's character, finding her in a closet and all these dead people right, around her and her right. pointing a gun at him. The movie would have been better served if that had a, that and, had been the opening because the way the it was shown exactly. later at the end of the movie was kind of took you out of what was happening at that right. moment. Like right. the biggest complaint I'm gonna have at this movie is, and I told you this when we were leaving the movie, is so miscut. Yeah, like it just jumps from one, boom, 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 yes. boom. I mean, sometimes to the benefit of the movie because it kind of leaves your 
you know, your brain to wonder like, how did she pull that off? Right. But then other times it's detrimental to the film that didn't show. It's like, why would you not show me that? Exactly. You're just yeah, shoving that down my mouth and expecting me to right. There's run with a it. lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, we cut after you know Samuel Jackson finds her in the closet. We cut to later on in her life. They're doing a job, and she's you know they've kidnapped some uh, mogul son, and she goes to uh, deliver. You know, goes out in this van. They bring, you know, a bunch of guys and capture her, take her back to the mogul. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you're going to get three million euros here, but you're not going to be able to spend it because in about an hour, we're going to come back and get it from you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, he's like, what are you going to do then? It's like, you know, she's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> she's like, it's like, what do you mean? It's like, I didn't come here for the money. Came here for you. Yeah. So she starts kicking their ass, stabs the guy in the throat with her phone. Yeah, with her, her phone. phone's got a hidden blade yes. in it. That was so cool. That's probably like one of the coolest <laughs> things from this sweet. movie. It was, that was like, damn, that's sweet. smart. And kills all the other guys. Uh, you know, is walking out. You know, shooting guys and guys behind her as she's walking out. Samuel L. Jackson is in the distance sniping these guys. Mm-hmm. So that's where the movie begins. Yeah, this is a. Definitely at times action packed. Yeah. There is a lot of charisma in this movie, which we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. Uh like I said, it's kind of miscut. But overall, like the way it's put together and everything, not a bad flick. But not you said it bad. best when we were when the movie ended, you're like, This could have been a Netflix streaming movie yeah, for me. A matinee, at least. Oh you yeah. Know, definitely a matinee. Like it yeah. is not a movie night movie. It is not a main stream movie. It mm. is it is really just, you know, hey, it's a it takes up some time. Yeah, no, I mean? it, it, it's a good, good time waster, yeah. which is kind of depressing for me because Martin Campbell directed this movie. Right. Which is the same guy that did Casino Royale, yeah. uh, Mask of Zorro, Goldeneye, yeah. and then the abomination that was Green Lantern. Yeah, he did. Um, but, you know, I was really hoping him doing this movie because, like, when we first saw the trailer for it, like, two weeks before it came out, and yeah. it's like... From Martin Campbell, director of, and Green Lantern exactly. was nowhere to be found on no, that. No, no, and I no, was no. just like, exactly. No, this is like that. a return to form for him. Well, here's like, the thing. He does those nitty gritty action movies very yeah. well. So I was really excited to see what he brought to this one. And I was thinking him coupled with the writer, mm-hmm. you know, they did this movie. Uh, the writer had done what he did. Uh, it, uh, what you call it? Uh, Equalizer 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Expendables 2. And he did Jack Jack Reacher too. It's like what you know. I was surprised, so surprised. Richard Wink mm-hmm. that those two in combination didn't come up with a better script, number one, and a better edit of this movie. It could have used some fine tuning. Yeah, absolutely. And like well, I said, by no by no means is it like a two or no, anything like heck that. No, no. But is it's not a holy shit, I can't wait to watch that movie type again. Exactly. Uh definitely ambiguous at certain points when it shouldn't be. Right. Definitely unambiguous when it should, it should be. be. Yeah. And you know, uh it, pretty much Every step of the way, because you and I were the only ones in there, at that point mm-hmm. really it's like well, we'll just talk. We don't care. We'll compare right. notes as the movie goes. Yeah. Literally calling every twist every, and turn. Every one. Except one. One caught us off guard, which yet again we'll get to that in a bit. Right. And I was just like, oh my God. 
like I already know this movie. I've never even seen it, but I already already know this movie. It, it's every literally everything, every movie, right? That you've seen just like this. Uh, the cliches. <laughs> I mean, that's why you know I talked about it. And I said the writing was really lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that they bantered about was cliche. I mean, Michael. A lot of Michael Keaton's lines were just like, "Oh my gosh!" Did they just open up the book and say, "Hey, these are the ones we're going to use in this." <laughs> thank, thank God for this cast, though, because this movie oh, would have suffered oh if gosh. it wasn't for the cast. Like Maggie Q, Sam Jackson, as little he is in it, and then Michael right. Keaton. Between Michael Keaton and Maggie Q, this movie would not have made it if it wasn't for no, those two. Even though that Maggie Q was pretty much stonewalled the whole time, right? Like, just I'm a badass. I'm gonna keep my emotions to myself. Action. Uh, moves in her action oh, yeah. sequences. No, she's a femme fatale. This movie, absolute femme fatale, you know? and oh, she's yeah, a she's a badass. Like yes. the way she moves, the way she carries herself, right. hell, the outfit she wears. You're just like, why? Oh, wow. Why are you wearing yeah. that? Living, leaving little to the imagination. But the right. same token, you're like, awesome. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, I'm not mad no. about this at all. No, no. But Michael Keaton, holy shit, he was fantastic. Dude man. has so much charisma left in him. I mean, it's like. He goes away from Hollywood for years, does uh, Birdman, yeah, and then it's like, wow, you forgot that he was that great yeah. in movies, and you go, he's a great actor. And then he goes in the doing Spider Man. Anybody that can carry a movie called Mister Mom, right, can literally do anything. Oh no, he was. When you go back and look at his stand up, yeah, back when the old days, back when you know I was. A young man, uh, <laughs> back in your childhood, yeah, really. He was he was awesome, right? His movies, uh, you know, did Gung Ho did uh, Mr. Mom, Multiplicity did God, I love uh, Multiplicity, Beetlejuice. As you so, know, she so touched my Pepe, Steve. Yeah, she <laughs> touched my Pepe. But these were classic movies. I mean, these were power good powerhouse movies of the time. Uh huh. So. You know, it is, and of course, you know, he's Batman. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah, he took a back seat for quite a while, actually. Like, looking at his repertoire movies, like, mid-90s, he kind of started taking a a downgrade. Yeah. Just, you can see, like, one or two movies a year. Exactly. Some of it voice acting, Mm -hmm. and didn't really start coming back until the the, the 2010s. I mean, for me... The first one back where I was like, oh, shit, Michael Keaton's back is um, the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Gene. <laughs> Captain Gene over here. That was awesome. And he's such a dopey dude in that movie. Exactly. Right? And then he was in RoboCop, which right. he did great in that movie. Like yeah. He was a believable bag. I don't like when Michael Keaton plays the bad guy, though. I don't either. I mean, it's because he's such a likable. Like you said, he has so much charisma. Mm-hmm. He's such a likable guy. It's like, okay. But... In this one, he he was like a bad guy that was kind of a good guy, kind of a bad guy, kind of a gray area. He was you know, a bad person. guy of necessity. Yeah, exactly. He worked for a bad person. Right. Which really, like the whole gray area of this movie is like, these people are supposedly the good guys. These are supposedly the bad guys, but nobody's really, really good, good or bad here. They're <laughs> yeah, just all exactly. really bad people they're killing everybody yeah hell sam jackson's maid gets killed right he goes ah she couldn't cook for a shit but i really didn't want her to die it's like like, what that's that's what you got that's where we're going with this i mean (laughs) sam jackson had a spiel at one point in the movie now so his twist was the twist that we did not see coming sam jackson supposedly died like 15 minutes into the movie right Right. 
maybe 20. And then he came back in the midway of the movie and we're like, no, like, holy shit. Like, we didn't see that one coming, which we should have. Yeah. But when he was in that bathtub, I could have swore I saw his face and everything. And they kind of no. played you just a little bit with yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't show his face because that's what I was sitting there going, okay. I, I, it happened so quick. Like, it was just a quick off. glimpse of him. Yeah. And, like, I didn't really pay attention because my eye was drawn to, like, the surrounding. Right. And then he came back and I was like, oh, I really should have saw that one coming. That's, like, the one twist of this movie I didn't call. Right. But that's okay because it shouldn't have really happened. It came to mean the whole thing of her going on this vengeance yeah, quest. Yeah, I mean, Exactly. That was the whole reason why she was all pissed off and going after these right. people was because the revenge for Moody. So come to find out, Moody was just looking into a person that got him killed because he wanted to make amends for taking away this right. boy's father when in reality, the boy's father wasn't dead. A whole lot of twists oh, and turns. Yeah, it's really it was, not important to get into. It. It's important, God damn it. Pertinent. It's important. It's not important to get into. Um, but he had a spiel. Yet again, he was in the hiding in the dude's bunker, which I called the second I saw the bunker. Yeah. I was like, Sam Jackson's going to be waiting in there. there. Yeah. Sure enough, the guy goes in there to hide because Maggie Q's going on a tirade, just mm-hmm. rampaging everywhere. And he goes in there to hide, and here comes Sam Jackson. I was like, God damn it, I knew it. Like, come on, man. Oh, yeah. But he has this spiel about good people, bad people, and just evil, evil people. people. Yeah. And that spiel, I was like, damn, I never, never really, that was like the one highlight of writing in this movie where I was like, okay, that was pretty solid. Like, yeah. I wish I could remember the spiel word for word, but it was like bad people are trying to hold back their bad. Like yeah, they have their moments, but they're trying to hold the good, bad. you know, out in the world and trying to get yeah. you know, the world to go the right way. Right. And then there's bad people who are, who just don't give a damn, holding, but yeah. Yeah. Who don't give a damn, but they're holding that back. They're mm-hmm. trying to, trying to suppress. That and then bad. there's the evil people that who just think yeah. their bad is actually good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, damn. That kind of just solidified. Like, if it wasn't for that spiel, then none of these characters would have really made sense. Right. No. I agree. But, you know, that was like the one highlight of writing and the ending to this movie. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Like, we talked about it as we were leaving. I don't know if they were trying to leave it as ambiguous as they were for a sequel. Right. What I the situation not. is here. I, yeah. yeah. Doesn't need it. No. Doesn't need it. As much <laughs> no. as I like to ha- see Maggie Q go out and whoop some more ass. Yeah. Doesn't need it. Honestly, by the uh, audience participation in this. Yeah, would you say it doesn't even have an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Which, so let's talk about that for a second. It's sitting at a 62%, right? That's that's mind-boggling. Because what I I tell you when we left, I was like, that was a solid C plus B minus for me. If even. Yeah, it's C plus. And and the more you think about it, the more you're just like, that kind of didn't make sense, but okay whatever yeah that was kind of cool but okay whatever you know it's just like a whatever movie yeah it's a saturday afternoon you're doing laundry movie yeah that's, that's what that is right that's what it was yeah you need something to watch while you fold those undies yeah mm-hmm. I mean, seriously it's like okay there it is you gotta be folding them whitey tidies <laughs> that's racist oh boy <laughs> <laughs> no i mean solid solid action it's definitely solid definitely. actually uh michael keaton i swear dude that dude could go back to playing batman tomorrow and would never skip to beat and guess what he actually is so haha <laughs> works I mean, in everybody's favor he feels like bruce wayne he does like the I mean, charisma yes the way he carries himself the way he talks hell even yeah. when he's suited just like in a suit walking around you're like exactly. damn that, that dude just he wears that suit, swagger man. like a motherfucker yeah 
can kill it. I mean, he can play the everyman. Yep. But when he turns on that charm, he turns on that charm. And that's yes, a rare does. thing for people to have is that ability just to charm the shit out of you for no reason other than they just want to. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's, but it's really crazy. He was probably the most cliched character out of the whole movie. Oh, all the lines that he delivered. Right. Oh, my God. God. Well, there was that one scene where they're fighting, and I told you when they were starting to fight, and you agreed with me instantly. It's like they're either gonna, they're either gonna fuck or they're gonna, one of them's gonna die. Just it, yeah. And it's not gonna be Maggie Q because the movie's not over yet. And I called it. I said, "Oh no, they're going to bed." Oh yeah, they're gonna fuck. They're and literally, that's what he said. They're fighting and they're going at each other, beating the shit out of each other, and then they're getting close. And he goes, mm-hmm. "So we're gonna keep this up, or we're we just gonna go fuck?" And I'm like, "It's like, oh my <sighs> god, did you actually have to say it?" Yeah, no, he <laughs> he just verbalized all our thoughts. And uh, I mean, good for you, man. Props, bravo. Yeah. But uh, there's got to be better way to write Lazy that out. Writing very much so, and it's not often that I can. To me, anybody that can come up with a story and sell the story mm-hmm. and the people were willing to put major money behind to make a movie yeah. out of, is it really lazy writing? But then you watch shit like this and you're like, no, that is, yeah, that's absolutely lazy writing. Who the fuck greenlit this? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I was listening to a guy uh, was talking. He said, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's come to a point in his career where everybody wants to be, where studios just say, okay, we're going to put you on it. And so we can make some money. Right. So we can try to draw some people. Yeah. That's all he is. That's like a, He's a oh ticket seller. Gosh, it's a ticket seller. Yeah, absolutely. He's, I think he's still the most prolific actor in Hollywood history. Name, a, name one actor that has appeared in more movies than Sam Jackson. Yeah. He's like, he's the highest earner. I literally, there. he's in so many movies. It's crazy. It's unreal. And most of them aren't even just like little cameo things or little things. He's in good chunks of movies. Like how yeah. he finds the time to do all these? Yeah. And Holy even, shit. I mean, the man's 70, almost 70 years old. Mm. 69, I think. He's He is 70, I think. Oh, I wow. think he's even a little older than that. He's 72. 72. Oh, good God. Yeah, I know. He's up there. I mean, between him and Morgan Freeman, yeah. they're in everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, literally. like They are in almost every movie. Yeah, it's they unreal. are. Really? It <laughs> it's weird when they weird. get into a movie together and you're just oh, like, the there's Hitman's too much. The Hitman's bodyguard. The Hitman's wife. wife. Yeah. Hitman's there's, wife's bodyguard. I still have yet to yeah. watch it, but that, there's too much star power in this movie. I, mean, <laughs> like, I was like, good God, he's in it too? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but man, uh. Yeah, this one was, like I said, it was not a horrible movie. No. It was not something that I'd go, oh my God, don't ever go and see it. See it. But yeah. don't, you know. No, I mean, okay, like you said, matinee, most definitely. Yes. If you yes. have the opportunity and you want to go see it, which I highly doubt anybody's going to, um, definitely a matinee I really thing. doubt it too. Yeah, this is not going to be, uh-uh. this is not, not going to end well. I don't think any movie released this week is going to do well in theaters. I think we've got, a, we've got an issue that we're really trying to keep from happening i think the pandemic is causing these like this movie would have been maybe half full if it weren't for the pandemic. this is like a february movie exactly exactly well i mean you know yeah because i mean it's in the summer right now it's not quite fall mm-hmm. it is a february mm-hmm. you know a march movie i think the problem that we're running into with theaters in general not just with the covid situation but everybody well COVID situation directly deals with that, but is the right. the fact that studios are holding back as much as they can uh-huh. until this all dies down and then start releasing their heavy, heavy heater, hitters, right. you're not going to be able to hold on much longer. You've, no. you've, they've been holding on for almost two years now. You're going to have to either start streaming mm-hmm. or you're going to just, you know, 
have to release it somewhere. Something's going to have to change yeah. where these things get out there faster. I mean, they're already shortening the theatrical window, which is great because the theatrical window was just too, too long, long to begin it was with. Six months or something. Oh, it was a ridiculous it's amount insane. of time. Insanity. It's no reason for that. I mean, two months in theaters, maybe 15, 20 days, not in theaters, not in home video, and then here it comes on home video. I can absolutely live with that. Yes. That's fine. That's, that's it. Um. But this whole keep delaying, pushing back, hoping for a better... There's not going to really be a better time anytime soon. I don't think so either. I think... Like, we're... you probably missed your window at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, no, really, seriously. If you didn't release, like like you said, uh, June, mm-hmm. May, June, July area, you've missed your window. Because right. it's going to get worse. I think the only thing that's going to really do well anytime in the future is going to be Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi is going to do There's no, well. There's no way that they're going to stop people from going to see that. No. I mean, everybody yeah. and their mother wants to go see that one. Mm-hmm. Hell, after watching the trailer for Eternals, nobody's oh going to stop gosh. me go from seeing that either. Yeah, it's Holy gonna be awesome. shit. It's going to be amazing. And I hope we don't get any more string of delays because there's too much good shit that I've been waiting years to come out now that have already been delayed a year, which I hate when movies get delayed a whole year. Mm-hmm. It just bothers me, especially movies I'm really looking forward to. Right. Like when King of the Monsters got delayed and then Godzilla vs. Kong got delayed and then Halloween Kills got delayed. And like we just keep delaying shit. And I'm like, you know, I'm a young man. <laughs> I ain't gonna live text. forever. Like I'm, my patience is wearing thin. I would get texts. God damn it. They delayed it again. <laughs> this is Go bullshit. <laughs> gonna riot. I'm gonna riot. So help me God. I'm gonna riot. Oh my gosh. Gonna go raid the movie theater. Yeah. I know it's here. Where <laughs> I know is it? It's here. <laughs> you you <laughs> have will it show it to me. <laughs> And make some damn popcorn. Yeah, get me a batch going because I'm not leaving till I can watch it. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I'm uh, you've seen that thing that Cinemark does with that uh, rent a theater type situation? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing that for my birthday. Yeah, 30th cool. birthday, having a whole theater to myself and my friends to watch. I don't know how Whatever. if you just can pick a yeah. movie or if it's a movie that's already out. I wonder. It's got to be that. something that's already out. Too. I mean, you know, something you, that they've they're going to release. You know, right? Got to be already released. So one would think. Um, yeah, if that's the case, I'd really want to do Shang Chi. Mm. That'd be really dope. Mm-hmm. Nothing like renting out a theater for your thirtieth wow. birthday. What'd you do for your thirtieth birthday? Yeah. I had a Shang Chi party. At had a cake theater. and everything. At the theater. Yeah. Fuck, I don't mind. Yeah, no doubt. That's my that world, man. That's where all the fun's at. Yeah, I mean, going back to the protege though, am I happy we went and saw it? Yeah, it was something to yeah. go watch. It was definitely entertaining. Yeah, um, something I'm get behind that. I'm glad we watched at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have to be a theater movie. No, but no. it was worth watching. There's like like you said though, there's a lot that they should have cleaned up in post production. Yeah, the well, I wonder something. That- this movie, I don't think it was ever delayed. Doesn't, but I yeah. wonder how long it was sitting in the can before they decided to release it, yeah, or how much I mean, extra time. I mean, Martin Campbell's not a young man; he's no. seventy-seven. Wow! So Jeez. I think he's he's in his golden years to where he's just trying to just do a project here and there, keep himself going, right? And you know, usually when that tends to happen with directors, they're a little past their prime. The quality starts going dips yeah. a little bit. They don't have the. I, I'm not going to say they don't have the patience, but they don't have the uh, how do I want to put this? Uh, doesn't seem like they have the drive. Okay. To constantly go really? back and forth yeah. and beat the film until it's. I 
I agree exactly what they wanted to be. Because that's exactly what this seems like. It, you can feel but some complacency almost. Yes, some settling. Yeah. They settled, yes. They said, huh, okay, it's done. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, Martin Campbell, solid director. Mm-hmm. And it still shows with a movie like this. Yeah. But by no means is this his best work. No. By no means is this any of the cast's best work. Yeah, no. Though, they saved this movie from just ambiguous. Yeah, exactly. They delivered the crappy writing in lines the best they could. <laughs> yeah. And if in they, anybody else's hand, it would not have no. worked. They oh they gosh. delivered it. And they delivered it with, you know, ha, oh my gosh. rah, rah. They, they did what they could with it. I mean, honestly, I, he, Michael Keaton took cheesy lines and made them bearable. Oh, dude, Michael Keaton's just a badass in general. Yeah. Like, that is... That he will forever be my Batman, mm-hmm. even though he was Batman before I was born. Yeah, he his last go around with Batman was when I was like one or two. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> still my Batman. I mean, I grew up watching his movies, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, Kilmer and Clooney were released when I was old enough to enjoy Batman movies in theaters. Right, but, and then Bale yeah. was at the prime of my childhood. Yes. But it doesn't matter. I, I watch Keaton's movies over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. Right. And I will still continue to watch them over and over and over again, even as an adult. Hell, right. I catch myself at least once or twice a year, especially around the holidays, because those movies are, you know, they're dark, kind of gloomy. Right. Better to do yeah, it when it's kind of gloomy outside. Exactly. Best time to watch those movies. Oh, no, they are. Because they are a lot centered around the holidays i mean those returns is yeah, definitely definitely uh the first batman was just more the bicentennial for gotham yeah, yeah. but it's always rainy and cold mm-hmm. looking and just dreary as fucking gotham so yeah. that's the best time to watch it, in my opinion i mean that those movies are on cycle for me just the same way the lord of the rings extended trilogy is okay yeah just cyclical throughout the year watch them mm-hmm. watch them watch them yeah. that's cool if i'm ever bored there it goes. That and it on. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it's a good movie. Too. God, I could watch that movie over and over again. Protégé ain't going to make that list. but <laughs> I, You know what? I mean, and this is going to not as good as some of those movies, but Battle Los Angeles. I watched that at least yeah, twice Yeah, you love that year. movie for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I tried watching it, parts of it, and I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm not seeing it, man. That, that could probably Maybe be. that's my guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. I mean, you don't feel guilty about it, <laughs> yeah, but same but, token, it's just like. Right. Why this of every out of all, all the other the movies, movies yeah. in the world? Why is this the one I keep getting drawn to? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're prophetic, and that's how the world is going to go here in the next yeah. five, hey. six years. Hey, <laughs> shit happens. You never know. It happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This uh, don't make a sequel to this one. No, absolutely. And not. it's not going to make the money to warrant a sequel. And dude, you never really saw any. Like you never saw Sam Jackson die. You no. never saw Keaton die, no. and Maggie Q walked out at the end. Yeah, but she was fucked up. Yeah, by the end of the movie, really screwed up. So, I mean, a case could be made to where technically all three of them survived, and mm. they could do a sequel if they wanted to. That would be the worst thing they could possibly do. Or, or it could be the best thing they ever do, and they actually get some solid writers oh, behind it and man. do it right. Come on now, I, I, I would say. Cheers, back brother! I sold that one. Yeah. Uh huh. No, you didn't. <laughs> Don't at me, Lionsgate. I, no, I no, for no, hire. Don't no, worry no, about no, it. <laughs> yeah. I want all these people to remain dead. Her to walk off in the sunset and do whatever she's got to do. I don't think Keaton died at the end, though. I don't think so either. Showed a shadow up there. He didn't. And he was still 
kind of stumbling around. Well, it wasn't her shadow, most definitely, because she came out that door too quick for it to have been her shadow, and she was too fucked up to have run all the way that quickly. Yeah. And he, you know, didn't didn't ever fall. Oh, there were some ass beatings in this movie, though. Oh, man. The the guys in that cell that she destroyed in that cell. Oh, she whooped their ass. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Yeah. I love how she ended up hanging that guy that almost tried to get her hung. I (laughs) was like, and it didn't even show you hanging. It showed her torch waterboarding him because she had gotten waterboarded Uh for Lord knows how long. Yeah. And then she started getting water, or she started to waterboard him. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, here comes Michael Keaton in the house and you just see him hanging in the bathroom. You're like, damn, she hung his ass. (laughs) Yep. That's it. Eye for an eye with this one. Oh, the black dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Yep. Oh, oh some of the scenes in this movie were wild. Alright, I I don't know how much more I can go on about this no, one before I start going to tangents. No, we can't. I mean, it's, it's enough. Are you challenging me? No, no. <laughs> no I know no. you can. I know you can. We should not. <laughs> we're going past the point of no return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh oh. all right, Bub. Score time. Hit it. I'm. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four, eight. Okay, that's fair. When I left, I told you it was a solid C plus B minus for me. But the more mm-hmm. I've sat and thought about it over the last couple of days, um, I'm gonna reel that down a little bit and give it about a five four. Like, okay. It yeah. Definitely was not the worst movie we've seen this summer. No. Was not, not the all. best. It was definitely middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Meh. Like sixty-two percent of Rotten Tomatoes, okay. Definitely could have seen it more, like a 54, 50, 50 kind of range. Yeah, I think so because I mean I think that Rotten Tomato score is a bit high. Yeah, just especially a bit. what they've given other movies. Right, that have come out that are far better movies. Well, so a little spoiler for the next one we're doing, Reminiscence. Yeah, it's sitting at thirty-five percent. Yeah, definitely don't think it deserves the thirty-five percent. I mean, we'll get yeah. more into that, but it's uh, I don't think it deserves that low that of a score. Low. No. All right, anything else to add, old buddy, old pal of mine? No, sir. Nope. Okay, I ain't got nothing less unless I want to ramble, so <laughs> I'm going to call it quits now. Cha-ching. All um, right, folks. We'll see you all the next time. I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening. <laughs>